Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want us to talk about word count and chapters. Okay, I love it when all of you guys out there, you're you're steady, you're in the, the four stages. You're researching, you're connecting, you're contacting, and you're having your courage. Well, while you're researching, you may find various answers. And so then I love it when you, you know, pray and then you connect with me and you email me with questions. So what happens when you don't really know how much you should give in a chapter? Well, that's a good one, but it's an easy one to answer. And you're saying, come on, really? Yes, it is. It's an easy solution. When you're working first, think about your target audience. Now, I'm going to talk with you from the YA experience right now because you guys know that that's what's in my tool belt. I've been working with youth for uh, 20 years, which I want to talk to you guys about that too in another podcast, which I found to be very sad about what I had to take off of my resume building. Um, But so here, you know, here you are, you know, writing for young adults now. Young adults love the quick action, the witty dialogue, the in-your-face problem, and oh my gosh, what's going to happen next, cliffhangers. And what I've noticed is that students also like varying lengths of chapters. So that means that maybe one chapter might actually be you know, four typesetted pages. Now, you've got to look at the print sizes and you've got to determine these things too. Like how many words are they put in on a page? Usually standard is like 250 words a page. But I mean, that can vary too, haha. So you're saying for me to give you the definitive answer, there's not really one that I'm going to give you other than vary your lengths a little bit if you're with YA. Because if you make every chapter as long as them heels, then you may get students not all students now because i'm a reader i'm a i'm a reader that will you know get engaged in with the story and stay throughout the longest chapters you know in the world to get through to the next chapter if it's good but you will have some readers that are picking up books you know for the first time i'm serious here and i'm not i'm talking about readers who have been forced to read a book they have went along fake reading books or, you know, they've just been in lit circles or they've been with their teacher telling them, okay, we're all going to read The Outsiders or we're all going to read The Lord of the Flies. And they've not been independent readers. So imagine them getting your book. So I would suggest for if you are looking at YA, especially if you would like to pull in a target audience of new readers think about your lengths of your chapters varying at the beginning 
Think about that style that you want to portray there um, to hook them in. When we are reading anything, my, you know, I watch the patterns of my students and I hear what they say. I listen to what students say when they critique books. And so there I go with a valuable wealth of information just from reader um, input from that YA target audience. And I watch how excited they get. They plan it out. Okay, so now my son, he, he does this. He looks at chapters and he'll go, okay, you know, night has 10 chapters. Okay, how many do you think we're going to get through? How many days is this going to take? Like if it's a school book, if it's a book we're reading for school, he'll actually count out the chapters. My, my baby, my little reader, without seeing his brother model the same pattern, he's looking at pages. He doesn't look at chapters at all. He doesn't say, oh, we have so many chapters in The Hobbit. No, he's like, oh, we have 302 pages of The Hobbit. So look, mama, we're on page 230 now. So, so tell me, do you think we can just stay up and read it all tonight? <laughs> and I'm like, no, baby, no, mama's, mama's got to prepare for the podcast tomorrow. And I'm like, it was like 1130 last night when I was reviewing for my podcast interviews today, again, just to, you know, build up my knowledge base. And I'm like, babe, if it was up to my little, you know, he would keep reading because he's interested, even though in The Hobbit, the chapters are longer. But I will say that, you know, regardless of that reader experience, whether they're counting pages, whether they're counting the chapters, Varying the links for YA, I think, is a stellar idea. In the middle of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which is what where we are, so there's ten chapters in that book, and and it's a small chapter book. It's 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 a quick read, but now we're analyzing it. We're you know in the middle of the Carew case, we're acting that thing out, and so it does take a little bit longer when we're in a teaching um, arena. And we're reading but yesterday you know the kids are like oh look at this one you know we can read this in no time and can we combine this chapter with this chapter and that gives us three more chapters and now I bet you we could do them all tomorrow well when we got to the next set and we're looking at the Gutenberg library um, version because I have a student who doesn't like the feel of a book in his hand he likes the tablet so he's He's looking at the screen version, and, and so I've got it projected on a big screen, and we're going through it. They're like, uh, I'm not reading that chapter all by myself, and I said, why? They said, look, Miss Lowry, look how long this thing is, and so sure enough, there it is. There's another long chapter, and so I'm answering this from, you know, a teacher's perspective, from a parent's perspective. And just from an author's perspective, too, where when I'm writing a chapter, I don't go and say, okay, I've got five pages in this one. I better close this out. I go, okay, I'm getting to this chapter's obvious conclusion. I'm getting to this chapter's obvious cliffhanger, and that's when I know I'm going to close this out. And so dropping those chapters... That's what I want to do is drop them to the point where, okay, when they're on that last scene development and I'm leaving in that 
cliffhanger piece. You know, is that going to be the one where they have to determine, you know, am I going to stay up like 30 more minutes just to see what happens here? Or am I going to, you know, turn to this YouTube video and, and watch a Twitch stream? Or I can't. I cannot put the book down. And so that's the moments where you've got to determine when is enough. Because, you know, it's all true that we want, you know, our readers to say, you know, I stayed up. I couldn't put the book down. Well, we've got to find ways that we can do that with chapter breaks. We've got to do that with the breaks. We've got to do that with our development of our plot. Now, my aunt is like me. And so we have a tendency of when we start a book, we'll read that book like nonstop. And, and I know a friend who will read two hours a night. That's his daily routine. And I so admire and respect him. Um, I'm not able to do the two hours a night because I have homeschooling late until the night. But I'll tell you, you know, in the summer months, when I catch up on a lot of my reading, It'll be where I'll just I'll just stay up. I'll be like my Aunt Dot, and I'll just hang in there till the end. Because I'll get to those chapters, those priceless moments, and I'll say, no, they didn't. Are you serious? And it'll make me smile, and I'll go, okay, <laughs> let me see what's next. So if you're asking me, what is an appropriate page length? You know, what is an appropriate chapter? I will tell you, I love the number seven. So, like, for example, my trilogy, it has 17 chapters. My, my book one has 17 chapters. My book two has 17 chapters. Um, Sweet Potato, she's my main character. There are, she's 17 years old in there. And, you know, but looking at word counts, I'm in the 90s. And some will say, well, 90s, you know, like for 97,000 words for the trilogy for book one, some people are going, wait, that's long. You know, that's, you know, you're looking now at 50 to 70 is, as what's being popular right now. I don't really say that that's going to be my standard. Like, I'm going to go with that's long because I couldn't close it out before then. I had to build everything and then... Now, I can go back in the summer, and I might, I might say, oh, I can cut out this, I can cut out that, and maybe I can be a little bit more selective and get it down a little bit to 70, but if you look at word counts, today's, you know, 55, people are celebrating when they're getting to 50, 55,000 words, and when they get there, you know, they're saying, okay, I've got my series, I've got it, you know, set up, then you've got people that are going, you know, 120,000 and we're going, whoa, 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 you know, you got to really think about how maybe you can cut that down because a publisher might say 120,000, nah, you know, look at my guidelines here. You know, they, they have guidelines, a lot of them on their pages that say what their manuscript length is uh, recommended. So check into that. And if you're writing short stories, you know, I've already done the research on this part. You know, 5,000 words is pretty standard for a short story. If you're getting past 7,000 words of a short story, you know, try your best to, to trim up some of that too. And then consider thinking of, you know, let's build an anthology, you know. 
pull in some short stories, pull in some poetry work, and create a book that way. You know, quick reads, people are, you know, people. I'm seeing this popping up more and more about people making really quick how-tos, really quick reads on your lunch break. You know, if you brand that and if you market it like that, you know, you're letting people know what they're purchasing, you know, go at that, do that. There may be, you know, a target audience out there that could navigate to quick reads. So you're asking me like, what could be your best rule of thumb here? And I just tell you, tell the story. And that's where I think we need to spend our time because I was getting caught up in this word count issue. You know, I was seeing, well, prolific writers, they're writing, you know, 1,500 words a day. And, you know, you need to try to do a word count chart. And I did. I actually went in my journal every day over the summer last year when I was writing. And I wanted to see, you know, could I meet and master goals? Because you guys know I'm very goal-oriented. And I will do very specific, you know, I'll research something and I'll say, well, let me see if I can model and pattern that. But then I was like, you know what? I can't get caught. I can't keep looking down at the bottom of my screen going, well, what's my word count today? What's my word count now? What is this? You know, because then I was worrying more about, you know, am I meeting some click of a, of a checkbox or am I meeting the story where it is and just really experiencing the story and so uh, you know my anxiety lessened a lot when I didn't worry about those things and I just wrote but if you go online you can look at different genres what are you know typical genre lengths and I've noticed that with fantasy books fantasy books are a little longer than our teen romance books and I'm not saying that that's because they're more in depth or whatever, but they're world building people. (laughs) And when you're building worlds, you know, that might craft and take a lot longer time because when we're writing, you know, contemporary clean, sweet romance, you know, without any magical realism or without anything in there that we're having to establish of a, you know, of a kingdom or, uh, a science fiction, a, a race of aliens or something that we're having to really go in and, and craft, you know, we're right in that contemporary setting. And so when you say, well, why is it, you know, why does one genre have a certain feel to it than another? Well, that's just because that's their world. And readers are used to that. You know, readers navigate to you know, what they're comfortable in, what they what they do, what they like. And so if they see a book that's a little longer, they're not going to steer away if it's got that, you know, if it's got that fantasy tag on it, they may recognize, well, hey, yeah, bigger to better. You know, I have a student that says it's just too short. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's try Lord of the Rings next. Will you promise me you'll read Hobbit Lord of the Rings? <laughs> and so my, you know, my thoughts to you when you're out there you're researching get what the industry you know what the industry standard is giving you ranges there are ranges out there and if you fall within those can i say you can't go wrong and does that make you feel a little better 
But then just back away and just write. Write the story. And the story will have a funny way of surprising you and coming to its conclusion. And so, like, with me, with my exorcist book, you know, I've gotten myself to a good stopping place where you're like, seriously, I know I've got to read this series. You know, there's this this big event right near the end that is, you know, one, unsolved. Um, two, I leave so many, you know, breadcrumbs in there that, you know, you've got, you're picking them up all over the place. You know, I did that intentionally because I want this to be a series. And so, you know, my book, when it hit 55,000, I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, but it wasn't that, okay, oh, I met the race. I got it there. It was, oh, here's the big event. This has led up to this. And this is where I have to end it. Because if I don't end it now, I'm just going to go ahead and write a whole nother book. And that's where I think the struggle for me is anyway. It's like, where do, when I know that I'm writing something that's for a series, you know, where is the natural break? And so that's, for me, why watching series work and how they close it out. Like, I don't know if you guys... um, watched Outcast, but you know I'm a horror fan, and so I watched the Outcast series, and I'm telling you right now, when they would end that season, oh, so think about the way that seasons end of your favorite shows. I don't know if you're into Stranger Things, like my husband and my son, like they can't wait for Stranger Things. They're very, um, you know, they're into that. When I did the House on Haunted Hill, oh my gosh, each episode, it would drive me crazy. I would be like, okay, there is no way we're going to bed right now. Can we just say it one more? And that's why I've got to be really careful, too, when I'm watching a series show, especially on Netflix where I have access to all the episodes or, like, if my husband is recording them for me because of the homeschool situation, he'll record things. But Because I want to keep going. I want to keep watching. I don't want to break away from that development. And so that's where with me, I think I'm learning by being analytical with how series shows are stopping. Those those ways that, you know, screenwriters are developing that, especially if I know that I want the Exorcist series to go into not only print, but into Netflix <laughs> for a series. You know, you have to think about that too. Like, what are you, what are your goals for the book? And then craft them after that. And your best bet too, instead of worrying about the word count and and how far, you know, the chapters need to be or go, get yourself a good trusted small group of beta readers that are in your target audience. So I love it when I can pull in college students as my betas. And the reason why is that they're still, you know, they're coming off of a large YA read, especially my readers that I have in my beta circle. 
um, they're coming off of a, of a high school experience and coming off of, you know, possibly reading tons and tons and tons of YA. They're in college, you know, they're still navigating towards the YA. They may not have reached over into new age yet or adult fiction yet. Shoot, I'm, an, I'm 43 years old and, and YA is my choice. I love YA. And I'm sure that's because I work with the teens um, today and and I, and my children are in that, you know, YA bracket too. So, you know, that's where I'm living. And I just love it. So, you know, finding yourself a good beta reader in your target audience to help check your chapter break, to check where you are in your development and how, well, you know, is this too long? That's, that's your key point. Give them specific questions to ask them about page turning opportunities. Did they have those? And did it fall flat? And so even if you do like a color coding system where at the end of each page, you know, ask them to rate the intensity of the page. Because I think that the intensity is a powerful indicator of whether or not that they are emotionally tied into the book. And so when you're asking me about how long should a chapter be, what is the intensity of that chapter? If it's a grand burst, you know, a flame, then of course the intensity is going to allow you to understand that that's going to be a shorter chapter. It's very impactful. If it's a powerful chapter, maybe it needs to be shorter that will allow that impact to resonate but when you think about color coding things think about you know just a litmus test and, and just put it on the side you can do that on the bottom of each pages of each page so let's say you've got a beta reader you could take the color coding you know and you could say you know, red, green, you know, does it, the intent, I don't know, just do of a color, color patterns, whatever you want to do, and think about the heat and the intensity, and let them rate from that reader experience a chapter that you really want some greater feedback on, because that's what I'm doing for a reader right now. I'm reading specifically to see that the reader actually said Tell me if this is boring, if it's dull, and if it's dragging on. <laughs> like, that's what they just, they just want me to know that. They just want to know, is, is it boring to you? And because they know I'm a horror person, then they're definitely going to, you know, they're going to give me their work. Because I'm going to tell them up front, this is lagging here. You know, we were watching a movie this week. We were watching The Monster. And... There was a point in there and I was like, I understand what they're doing here. They're establishing relationship. I get that. But, you know, it's a little slow right now. And, you know, my husband, I'm like, you know, is it slow? Is it just me? And so we talk about those points about when movies get to a place to where can't you pick it up, pick it up. Well, it's the same way in the books. And we know about those places. Um that's why character buy-in is so extremely important at the beginning because if 
you have that buy-in from your reader with your character. If you do get a slow, you're going to continue because you're champion that character. And that's what happened with the monster. Like, you're champion for that little girl. And you're wanting to see a resolution that is going to be, you know, positive for that little girl. And so you're going you're gonna to stay with it until the end. Even if dumb decisions are made. <laughs> and you go, what? Would that, why would you do that? Do this. And so then there you go. There's that emotional buy-in, you know. Even though it can be an anger and a frustrational moment, you know. If you talk about the intensity of that, when my husband screams out, then that gives an intensity moment. So if you want to look at your chapters, think of color coding your chapters. And so I'm all about that visual thing, about the color coding. And a lot of people learn that way and they'll pick up that way. And so when your beta readers, you know, when you're asking them, ask them to rate your chapters by color, by color intensity. So if you say your overall impression about this scene, if you're looking at scene work, your overall impression about this chapter, chapter by chapter, do a color. And then see, well, how many readers said that this was, you know, a light pink? To how many of these readers, well, they thought that it was a, you know, a burgundy. That thing was on fire. Or look at this bright orange. Or however you want to do your fire color coding. And then that can help you check the mood of the reader. Because sometimes, guys... It's easier to me maybe to pick a color of, of to explain something than maybe words. And so if you look at an intensity chart, or you know how you could say like on a scale from one to five, how would you rate the intensity? Like if you want to just do a number scale and then you can pull up your Excel sheet, you can pull up a Google sheet and you can chart out your intensity of chapters. And you can see, like, if you have 10 beta readers, you could, you know, if, if you're like my friend who knows how to do all of those charts and graphs and she just loves playing around. I mean, she will just take random numbers and data, y'all, that people are giving her. And they're not even asking. And she will create these kind of charts. <laughs> um, that could be some good research for yourself to determine. And then if you are going back in and you're editing... You need to also consider looking at your chapter links. And so you can ch you can chart those out. You can say, well, you know, chapter one, it had 12 pages, but chapter two had seven. Chapter three had nine. If, uh, and then chapter four had 27. And then you're like, wait a second. What was I doing? I was asleep. I was writing this stuff at one o'clock in the morning and I forgot that I needed to do a chapter break. Let me go back in there and break this thing up and um, have them falling off cliffs right here. And so that's where, you know, we've got to recognize that we may miss some things if we don't chart it out. We may miss it. We may um, even number our chapters wrong. Lord help us. I've done that in the past. Especially for those of us that are, you know, having to balance a lot of things. And we're pushing in work times. That we, you know, we're carving out these work times where we've got to, 
you know, we want to produce a certain amount a day. We want to work a page a day or we want to work 1500, whatever your goal is. You just want to write each day. You may have some inconsistencies there that you might not pick up because you're not just writing for three days straight like Robert Louis Stevenson did and wrote his 30,000 words for Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So, you know, I will give you the advice of not only, you know, charting out after you're done your pages and your, you know, if you do want to do your breakup of your chapters, but looking at that intensity of the chapter as more important to me than the page number. Because if, let's say, if you have two green chapters in a row, and you don't have anything that's significant that is, you know, heart-wrenching or, or mysterious and you're, and you're not building the suspense or it's all just some green stuff, you know, the, the, the reader is going to just be like, okay, when's it going to pick up? And yeah, we might think of green as being good. And it is, and we know we've got to have those descriptive moments. We know we have to do that balance in there. But you don't want it all to be, you know, green, because then a reader's going to say, well, you know, where's it at? What's going on here? It'll be too long um, of a wait time. And so it's about the pacing that you need to consider. And I think that the intensity chart, if you do a color chart, for your readers or if you do a you know a one through five intensity chart the pay that can help with your pacing because bottom line that's what it's about it's not about can you reach this magic number it's can you can you find the magic of the pacing that pulls in the reader so i hope that you consider those tips and I hope that that's answered your question out there in the universe. And when I go back in, when, I, when I'm editing this summer, you know, I'm going to keep a lot of those things in mind. Because, you know, every day I get the urge. I get the urge to edit. I get the urge to pull back. I want to pull up my trilogy. I'm wanting to pull up my, my Exorcist series. I want to start writing that serial killer book that I already know what's going to happen in this thing. It's already... You know, and I'm not an architect where I build these things out, but for somehow the Lord has provided a clear cut pattern, a drawing, a sketch in my mind of this book from beginning to end. And, and I see it so vivid, you know, I'm ready to write it, but I'm still holding back, you know, I'm holding back the dogs here because I got so much other things that I got to prioritize and work through um, before that time comes. And spring break is coming, and the cookbook will be done. So, you know, I'm working on that for um, a donation to the Raleigh Rescue Mission. So, so the cookbook is my priority right now. Any, any time that I have, I'm, I'm trying to collect a recipe here and there. Um, I'm waiting on people to send me recipes. That they're, you know, they're messaging me. I'm getting them together. And so... You know, I want to go in and try these new techniques because the color coding, the wheel, you know, I just thought of that on the spot with you guys. You know, we're just sitting there doing, we're having a meeting yesterday and we're talking about color coding popsicle sticks. And so do you see how my literacy world um, goes from my standards at school to now how can I color code a page? 
for my betas. And I'm definitely going to be doing that in the future. I think that is smart. I think that is smart on, y'all. And I think that if you don't want to do the colors, that you need to do page intensity for every single page. And just have them do a quick circle, a quick a quick punch of a button, a quick comment button at the, at the very bottom. Set yourself up a text box that you put on every page. And it says, please rate the intensity of this page. Um, just to see how you're going you may not want to do it for every single page you might just want to do it for the opening 10 you may want to do it for just the first chapter you might want to do it for a particular set of beta readers and maybe not another and just see if it's distracting ask them is it distracting who knows but this might be a good key a good indicator for you to help you formulate your pacing and then get out of the concept of, well, how many pages does it have to be? And how is my pacing? Because that is your ultimate goal, I think, more than page count. I mean, you don't want to scare away a publisher. Like, if you've written a 200,000 word, yeah, you, you're going to scare them. You're going to kind of shut the door before you even get the, you know, they're not even going to open it for you. When they see that, it's going to say, nope, nope, nope. Or they'll say, look, have you considered breaking this up into two books yet? <laughs> I bet you have an opportunity to do so. Then email me back. <laughs> so that's where, you know, I'm going to leave you guys. I'm going to leave you with the challenge of trying the color coding system or the rankings of 1 through 5 with intensity. I'm going to leave you with charting out just to look. Think about varying your chapter lengths, especially if you're in the YA audience. Make sure you have some shorter chapters in there. That can really help those readers push through. And I'm talking about not just struggling readers, just readers who have not developed a reader habit yet. Um, I think that's often misunderstood about high school readers. You know, I'll hear people say, well, they're, they're just not, they're, they can't read. Oh, they can read. They're reading. Their reading and writing ability, you know, in the social media world is advanced. They're readers. They might just not want to sit and read, you know, what I'm producing. And so how can I then access it for them to where they will? And so thinking about your target audience in particular will help you determine what your own links are. And, of course, we want industry standards. And there are ranges. You know, you've got 10,000 ranges. You've got 20,000 ranges. And so looking at those and researching those and staying up with those trends is really important for us in our author world. And so that's where I'm going to tell you, continue to research this and see how things are changing and growing. Because I've seen where, you know, in the past it used to say 70,000 to 90,000. And now we're got, we've got 50 to 70,000 ranges that are popping up. And I'm going, you know, I don't remember it being that way in the past. Or maybe I just don't remember because I'm getting old. But, you know, I'm seeing some trends with some shorter books here. And some lighter reads here. And so seeing, you know, seeing what's up with the market. Seeing what's up with, you know, reader to task. Fixing it with your audience in mind. And then making sure that you're at that intensity and your pacing. Write your book. Let your story be your story. Have fun with it. Engage with it. Marry it. And then, you know, live the rest of your life with it. Happily. 
And so that's where, you know, that's where I'll leave you guys today. And um, I've got some great things happening today on the podcast. We've got, and I, but I did want to answer that reader's question. I mean, that listener's question. Um, we have two interviews today. We have the CMO of Reedsy that's going to be on later. And we're going to have Ann Barnes later. I cannot wait to share their stories with you, to hear their stories and then share them. Um, so I'm excited of what the Holy Spirit is doing with the podcast um, and how the Lord is just, you know, bringing people to me that that can help you too see the world in a new way. So have a blessed one, guys. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.